Welcome to the Frontline Herbalism Podcast with your host Nicole Rose from the Solidarity Apothecary. This is your place for all things plants and liberation. Let's get started. Hey friends, how are you doing? Oh, I'm very sad because this is like the last plant profile in the Prisoner's Herbal book, but I'm very happy because it's all about rose. And yeah, the focus of the book is more about kind of like general uses of rose petals, for example, and it's not as kind of explicit as, you know, making amazing medicine like rose tincture or rose petal glycerin, which you can't do in prison. Um, because, you know, Rose is like a huge ally of mine. I talk about Rose a lot in the herbalism, PTSD and traumatic stress course. Um, You know, there's like so many deep, fascinating, different dimensions to Rose and it's kind of affinity for people who are often very like inflamed, inflamed blood vessels, you know, from kind of being in like fight or flight all the time. But yeah, so this is not the only podcast I will ever do about Rose, if that makes sense. This is just a reading from the Prisoner's Herbal book um, with some kind of like thrifty little things you can do with rose petals um, written for people in prison. But yes, some other news. Um, So yeah, I'm a little bit tired. I had a very long week in Calais last week um, and then I kind of topped and tailed it with prison visits, which maybe wasn't so wise, but it just makes so much sense when all my friends are like in the southeast um, inside. So yeah, I was very lucky to see my friend Kevan and also to see Ryan Dwyer, who is one of the Kill the Bill prisoners and an absolute babe. But yeah, Calais was a very intense week. Um, on day one, someone got shot and some people ran to the clinic and were screaming, saying someone's been shot, someone's been shot. So I just grabbed like the go bag and followed them and ran to the person. And yeah, I won't dive into it in detail. I've talked a little bit about it on Instagram, but um, luckily he was okay. He was in hospital and he got out. And I think we did the best we could in a like first aid context. But yeah, it definitely has stayed with me in terms of how awful it is for people living there and all the news you know about the legislation and how people are criminalized and just like yeah the kind of rage and injustice about it all um it's definitely hard to swallow especially like when you're like really interfacing with it a lot all the time if that makes sense so yeah but we have da da exciting announcement we have launched um some t-shirts to help raise money for the clinic if you didn't know we kind of lost one of our main funders which was like a herbal medicine company and yeah we're very short on funds we're kind of fundraising like trip by trip at the moment which is frustrating if you can recommend any grant funders I would love to hear about them but yeah we have these beautiful t-shirts with the illustrations that my close friend Amani has drawn which we've used on like the bandanas and then the coloring book and yeah the plants chosen are all plants that we use regularly with the clinic in Calais and the text says plants know no borders and there's another design with solidarity knows no borders I think the reason the plants no no borders like logo or like phrase is like so special to me is because I think yeah plants are just incredible like they don't you know like they don't recognize like nations if that makes sense in terms of like capitalist nations um or borders you know like seeds disperse and travel like all around the world um and plants kind of you know live all over the place and yeah they're just really beautiful defiance against the border regime in my opinion and I think that our clinic is also trying to be in defiance to this hostile environment you know like our medicines are harvested from the land where we live generally I mean you know we have to buy some things in but generally like we you know sow the seeds we grow the medicines ourselves we make the medicines and then we offer them in support and solidarity with people fleeing war and oppression and torture and all sorts of horrific things and who have ended up in Calais and 
and then because of the violence of the British state are not able to find a safe way across you know they have to risk their lives on the water because there are not the mechanisms in place unlike you know for refugees from Ukraine or Hong Kong where there is like some administrative systems where people can apply for visas from different locations but that is not in place for people from other places um, you know like Syria or Rojava Iraq Iran Afghanistan um, and so yeah people are having to risk their lives to cross the water so yeah so I'll put a link in the bio to those t-shirts please um, check them out for people listening from England Wales and Scotland there is a demo in London on the 25th and 26th of April at the High Court like the Royal Courts of Justice where Kev my friend Kevan in prison is bringing like a legal challenge against his prolonged solitary confinement it's a really 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 big deal you know like if he wins this like it would just like highlight like the horrific abuse and torture he's experienced in prison and you know hopefully also shift shift where he is in the prison system if that makes sense you know so you know solitary confinement is this like really widespread torture technique um and yeah and in england like it is mostly in this kind of like high security estate and it is like generally targeted at like muslim black and men of color um you know also white working class men but yeah they are like often you know routinely attacked deny food like bullying and harassment from officers you know i've lost count the amount of times like i've spoken to kev and horrific things have gone down you know like them using cs gas like in a bloody like segregation unit when they're not meant to or when they you know like bang on his door at night at two in the morning screaming at him saying they're gonna murder him when he gets out of his cell in the morning like or just like sleep deprivation tactics like there's just so many like horrific things that he's been through you know like he's been one of my best friends for the last six seven years and you know I visit him all the time we speak pretty much every day and just yeah what he has to live through is just like hell on earth and yeah if you could make it to that demo I would really 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 appreciate it, it would also be really nice to see people um I feel like I've been very antisocial because of the pandemic and everything else so it'd be really lovely to see you if you're in London um come and say hello and yeah the other reason to support the demo is because Kev is like the most incredible organizer like even if he wasn't like we should still show up for people in these conditions but the fact is like he's taken so many risks inside to show up for other prisoners you know to risk abuse and punishment himself to call out against injustice you know part of the reason he is so targeted is because he is so vocal and persistent with advocating for abolition you know for alternatives to prison against racism like everything you know like he's an amazing guy so yeah please come to that and you may have seen on instagram i shared a post but i just wanted to plug it here because I know lots of people that listen care about abolition. They're working towards liberation in different ways. Um, and I just wondered what people think around abolition and children and young people. Like what oppression did they experience? How did their, you know, struggles fit in with abolition and vice versa? And I must say, like, I haven't, you know, it's definitely like a growth area for me, like learning, you know, like thinking in that context, if that makes sense. But yeah, there's an amazing writer called Ayana um, who has written a book called Innocence and Corruption and abolitionist understanding of youth oppression and they are a teenager and they are an amazing organizer as well I was on their podcast a couple of years ago maybe called we speak of freedom and yeah in it yeah so basically there's like a kickstarter that's been launched asking for people to donate and like pre-order the book and they also have like a bunch of beautiful t-shirts depending on your pledge amount and yeah this is like one of the quotes by Ayana 
You have been taught a lie. That lie says we live in a society that loves children. But children are some of the most at-risk, coerced and oppressed people on the planet. We are one of the most forgotten, marginalised groups as so many mock our liberation. Most adults will not talk about this with the nuance, perspective and experience that is needed. Whether because they just don't know, don't care or want to protect their privilege. So I, a radical abolitionist, writer, liberator, delinquent teenager, will write out the words and thoughts that I believe have been missing from the minds of so many of us. Gives me goosebumps. Um, so yeah, and it's part of a new black-led micro-publisher, uh, which is giving a platform to marginalised writers, which has been started by Ayana and also Eshe, a friend of mine, who's yeah also just an incredible organiser, like coined the term full-spectrum community care just yeah so consistent all the time so their website is the animaprint.org um and yeah check out my post on instagram which you know has all the various links and things and i'll put the links in the show notes too and yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get onto rose because this i know the roses aren't out yet where i am but um hopefully people will be listening to this podcast in all sorts of like back to front ways so it might be that you are yeah seeing roses where you are right now I just cannot wait for rose season I've purposely tried to not book much in in June because I just love it I just make liters and liters and liters of rose petal glycerite and then I distribute that to folks experiencing repression for the rest of the year so anyway enjoy the episode Okay, Rose. So the Latin name, so it's Rosa, different Rosa species, and the plant family is the Rosaceae family, the Rose family. Identification. Roses have a climbing habit and prickly stems, as in bramble, but the stems are rounded in sections so they look smoother, apart from the prickles. Their leaves are not evergreen and are divided into five to seven leaflets, which, apart from the end one, are in two rows along the leaf stalk. Large stipules, leaf-like structures, are attached to each side of the lower part of the leaf stalk. For wild roses, they have large white or pink flowers in the summer, becoming red hips in the autumn. And obviously there's like a million and one other species of roses, right? That are beautiful and have different colours and petals and everything. Okay, other species. There are 13 species of wild rose in Britain and many hundreds of different kinds of domestic cultivars. Wild roses include field rose, sweetbriar, downy rose, um, and commonly used medicinal roses include apothecaries rose, damask rose, and province rose. And Europe's native rose is dog rose, Rosa canina. Okay, folk names in English. Uh, rose, queen of flowers, Rosa, uh, which is briar. Um, and many more, I'm sure. Uh, Chemical constituents, tannins, pectin, carotene, fruit acids, flavonoids, fatty oil, nicotinamide, vitamins A, B, C, E and K, and folic acid, calcium, potassium, sodium, sulfur, iron, saponins, rutin and quercetin. Okay, food and nutrition. So rose petals and rose hips have many well-known uses, most famously in the perfumery and cosmetic fields. However, rose hips have been long made into various conserves. In her herbal kitchen, book cammy mcbride shares that she makes rose hips into drinks smoothies vinegar cordial oils ghee bath and foot soaks she uses the rose petals for facial masks steams body wraps therapeutic baths and foot soaks ecological role wild roses can be found on dry to moist soils especially in lowland woods and hedgerows cultivation roses generally like partial shade to full sun with frequent watering there are many resources and opinions about how to grow roses energetics so temperature they are cooling moisture the petals are moist and the hips are drying 
Uh, tissue states indicated include heat excitation, damp relaxation and cold depression. And the tastes are bitter, sweet and astringent. And then in terms of herbal actions, rose petals are alterative, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, astringent, nervine, nutritive and tonic. And rose hips are antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, antispasmodic, astringent, cumulative, nutritive and tonic. And I'm sure many, many, many more. So some of the health challenges supported by rose, nutrition and immunity. Research from way back in the 1930s showed that rose hips had 24 times more vitamin C than oranges, plus good supplies of vitamins A, B and K. Gabrielle Hatfield writes how rose hips substituted oranges during the Second World War through impressive self-organisation. The collection was organised at a county level by schools, voluntary groups and branches of the Women's Institute. By the end of the war, 2,000 tonnes of rosehip had been collected for syrup manufacture. The syrup helps to fight infection in the digestive tract. The petals also have good antiviral properties and combine well with St. John's wort, elder and self-heal for treating viral infections. Sore throats and toothache. Cami recommends gargling rose petal tea for a sore throat. And rose water or rose tea also makes a good mouthwash for mouth ulcers and bleeding gums. Eye troubles. Rose petals boiled together with chickweed was a traditional medicine recorded by Gabrielle Hatfield. Rose water or cool rose tea is also a soft, safe eye wash. Nervous system support. Uh, Julie and Matthew write that rose buttresses the nervous system, relieves insomnia, soothes nerves and evens out heart palpitations and arrhythmias. I know from experience how cooling water can be for people in states of hyperarousal and post-traumatic stress. Elizabeth Brooke, the author of the fantastic book Traditional Western Herbal Medicine, writes how Rose is an excellent heart remedy following shock, trauma, heartbreak and all kinds of depression and anxiety. It cools agitation and restlessness, gives hope and space and helps to drown out dark negative feelings such as suspicion, cynicism, bitterness and anger. Rose brings a feeling of love, well-being, peace and happiness. Rose can create a sense of safety inside even if the outside is not safe. It can help increase inner strength to cope and help us relearn to receive love when barriers have been put up. It is also a powerful support for those experiencing loss and grief. Skin inflammation and general skin care. Rose can also help cool skin inflammation and take the heat out of boils, acne, spots and rashes. Rose vinegar is also commonly used after prolonged sun exposure. Rose is incredibly popular for skincare and is used in all variety of lotions, toners, face sprays, cleansers and more. Cuts. Rose leaves have been used to treat cuts due to their astringent and antibacterial action. Vaginal challenges, uterine pain, excessive menstruation, cramps and menopause. Julie and Matthew Seal write how rose is a cooling tonic, reducing uterine pain and the cramp of heavy periods and supplements the treatment of infertility and low libido, especially during menopause where it is particularly cooling and balancing. Rose is also used in vaginal steaming and can be a safe effective douche too. Alexis J. Cunningfolk describes how excessive menstruation is eased by a strong tea of dried rose. Also useful for uterine spasms and cramping, a vaginal douche can relieve infection, inflammation and conditions such as vaginitis and thrush, checks diarrhea and internal hemorrhage, add to postpartum sits bath for healing. Digestive issues. Rose can be used to reduce the spasms involved in diarrhea, colitis and dysentery. Alexis also highlights that rose has probiotic qualities and in addition to supporting healthy gut flora, it assists in clearing toxins from the gut. It assists with promoting healthy metabolism and helping return the body to its ideal weight. Use rose during and after the use of antibiotics to rebuild gut flora. 
A rose petal bath can have a cooling effect on hemorrhoids. Cautions. The short hairs in rose hips are dangerous internally and have been added to infamous itching powders used in pranks for generations. It's always best to process rose hips, for example, by boiling and using in syrups. Caution is also advised during pregnancy. How to practically use roses in prison. Where you might find roses. So I know many prisoners will see rose listed in the contents and be like, what the fuck? There are no roses in prison gardens. However, I included it because in HMP Bronzefield, where I was, the main courtyard was full of them. I think in newer prisons, especially private prisons, they are planted up with flowers like roses to somehow sanitise the suffering and violence inflicted by the prison on people's lives. For the many visitors and government officials walking around the gardens, plants like roses give the impression that it is a better place than it is, if you know what I mean. If you are lucky enough to have roses grown somewhere, then they are likely to be in full sun or at the very least partial shade. They will be planted in beds and not growing in the concrete like plants like dandelions. Okay, sore throat, make a strong tea with rose petals and gargle. Mouth ulcers and bleeding gums, make a strong tea with the rose petals and gargle. Viral infections, drink rose petal tea. If you can, access rose hips to process and make into tea even better. Eye inflammation, make a strong tea with rose petals. Combine with chickweed if you can, but no problem if you can't. Once it is cool, try to wash your eye with it. In the how to prepare plant medicines in prison section, I have included information on how to make an eye bath. Insomnia. Drink rose petal tea. Stress, despair and grief. Drink rose petal tea. Skin inflammations such as boils, acne, spots and rashes. Add rose petals to your bath if possible. You can also make a strong infusion with rose petals and soak fabric in the infusion, then apply to the area. DIY skin toner or cleanser. Wash your face with cool rose petal tea. Small cuts. Place a rose petal directly on the cut. You will be amazed at how quickly it can stop bleeding. Hot flushes due to menopause. Drink rose petal tea. Menstrual cramps. Drink rose petal tea. Vaginitis and thrush. Add rose petals to a bath if possible. Diarrhea. Take sips of rose petal tea during recovery. Hemorrhoids. Add rose petals to the bath or make a sits bath with a strong rose petal infusion. Okay, that's it on the amazing rose and I will speak to you all soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Frontline Herbalism podcast. You can find the transcript, the links, all the resources from the show at solidarityapothecary.org forward slash podcast.